Welcome back to Attorney Time, the legal podcast for the business-minded, hosted by attorneys at the law firm Holly Troxel. Attorney Time brings legal expertise to you. In each episode, Holly Troxel's team of experienced attorneys will cover a broad range of legal topics, from intellectual property and patents to tips for startup companies. This week's episode is a reissued podcast provided by the American College of Trust and Estate Counsel and features Holly Troxel attorney John McGowan Jr. A primer on private foundations. That's the subject of today's ACTEC Trust and Estate Talk. Welcome to ACTEC Trust and Estate Talk from the American College of Trust and Estate Counsel, a professional society of peer elected trust and estate lawyers. This series offers professionals best practice advice, insights, and commentary on subjects that affect our profession and clients. To keep up with the changing world of wealth planning, subscribe at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or other podcast sites. And now, our ActTech Fellow host with today's topic. This is Susan Snyder, ActTech Fellow from Chicago. To educate us on the rules that govern charitable private foundations, you'll be hearing today from ActTech Fellow John McGowan of Boise, Idaho. Welcome, John. Good day, and welcome to a talk about private foundations. As Susan said, my name's John McGowan. I do have a varied background. I've been the outside attorney for the Idaho Community Foundation for over 25 years. I taught the first graduate course on tax-exempt organizations in Idaho, and I've created and advised private foundations over the years from $50,000 to hundreds of millions of dollars. So the definition of a private foundation, I went to Investopedia on the internet, and there's a one-sentence definition. A private foundation is a nonprofit organization that is usually created by a single primary donation from an individual or a business and whose funds and programs are managed by its own trustees or directors. I will approach this talk from three different perspectives. One, why would someone want to create a private foundation? Second, we'll look at the federal income tax aspects. And third, we'll take a look at the State Nonprofit Act and governing documents. So let's turn to why someone would want to create a private foundation. Creators usually fall within two groups. One, you may have a wealthy individual or family. Or second, you could have a corporation. For example, there's the General Motors Foundation that was created in 1976. The IBM International Foundation created in 1985 that has roughly $300 million. Uh, There's a Micron Technology Foundation uh, created in 2000. It's got well over $100 million. Corporate foundations typically have close ties to the corporation that don't apply to most private foundations. So my focus will be on the wealthy individual or family. And why are wealthy individuals or families attracted to creating a private foundation? I see three main reasons. First, tax benefits play a role. There's an income tax deduction for current donation to the foundation. And for the very wealthy, the federal estate tax exemption is currently 11.4 million per individual Many people feel that is plenty for their children and donate the excess to a private foundation. 
A private foundation can be a vehicle for the family to rally around. I'll mention a cautionary note here. All too often a family leader will decide to create a family foundation. Unfortunately, the other family members may feel it's that person's foundation and they don't buy into the concept. Further, the children may be resentful because the dollars funding the foundation is money that they don't inherit. So my suggestion for a family leader thinking about creating a private foundation is to bring in the family from the very beginning and defer many of the decisions to them. In short, it needs to be a family project from the start. The third main reason I think people create a family foundation is control. The individual family creating the private foundation wants to retain significant control over how the funds are invested and how they are distributed. So the second uh, item I want to talk about are the federal tax rules. And there's an overriding policy theme here. The default in our country is people pay income tax. The Internal Revenue Code has a special carve-out for charities. And you can ask to pay little or no tax by applying for tax-exempt status uh, with the Internal Revenue Service on Form 1023. The federal tax has an important distinction under Code Section 501c3, and that distinction is you can have both public charities that qualify under 501c3, and you can have private foundations that qualify. The donor is entitled to claim an income tax or state tax deduction in both cases for the donation, and the public charity pays no income tax, the private foundation will pay a 1 to 2% income tax. There is a special category called unrelated business income that may cause more tax to be paid. So I'd like to distinguish between a public charity and a private foundation. And a public charity has a broad range of contributors. The donations generally are limited to 60% for cash donations and 30% for appreciated stock of adjusted gross income. And there are generally no distribution requirements. And that contrasts with private foundations. The contributors are usually very narrow, often a single family or individual. The donations are more restricted, and it's 30% for cash donations and 20% for certain appreciated stock of somebody's adjusted gross income. Another restriction for private foundations is they cannot lobby in the political arena. So subject to various restrictions that are aimed at prohibiting self-dealing, there are stringent rules for private foundations that are much more stringent than for public charities. And the reason for that is you've got a private foundation that's controlled by typically one family, and then that family doesn't have oversight from the public. And that's why the Congress has decided let's have more restrictions on private foundations than we do for public charities. There is a small subset of private foundations for private operating foundations, and what they do is on-the-ground charitable work. But the great majority of private foundations make grants to public charities. We'll also mention that for federal estate tax purposes, bequests to private foundations and public charities generally qualify for a deduction for federal estate tax purposes. So the last item I want to talk about is state law and corporate documents. 
And private foundations can be created as a trust or as a corporation. Trusts are less common. The corporation statutes will be state-specific, so one state may have a somewhat different uh, set of corporation statutes than another. But almost every state will have a state nonprofit corporation act. There are a couple of decisions to be made early on. Does a private foundation want to have members? If so, those members are set by the articles or bylaws, but the great majority of private foundations are simply governed by a board and members are not required. The Articles Incorporation, I just want to make one point that's important. The Articles Incorporation have to comply with the State Nonprofit Corporation Act, but that only is for state law purposes. There's additional provisions that are required to be tax exempt for federal income tax purposes. So you're trying to meet two requirements, state law requirements and federal income tax requirements. So in conclusion, private foundations can be a good fit for wealthy or at least somewhat wealthy individuals who want a tax benefit and yet retain significant family control over investments and distributions. There's a required filing on Form 1023 to obtain 501c3 status. And further, the retention of significant control does have a price to pay by tighter restrictions on operations. You should think of it as a one-way street. The family can give funds to the private foundation, but the private foundation should not be giving funds back to the family. I wish you the best as you consider creating a private foundation. Thank you for giving us more information, John, on the private foundation roles. Thank you for listening to this episode of AgTech Trust and Estate Talk, the podcast about wealth planning matters from the American College of Trust and Estate Council. To find an ACTEC lawyer near you, visit ACTEC.org. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a rating or a review at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ACTEC Talk.